0: Well Hawks fans we are back another episode of members only ATL the only Hawks fan podcast true to Atlanta and if you've been listening to me long enough like my buddy Fallon you know that just by the tone of my voice you can tell that the Hawks lost game five and they lost 103 to 99 in a super frustrating nail biting game. Speaking of my buddy Fallon, the man is starting a t-shirt company. Check it out at MyFallosophy.com, my, F-A-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. You can also find them on Instagram, Fallosophy. And if you uh, sign up for their mailing list, you get 10% off your first purchase when the site officially launches their first line of t-shirts so check it out if I know my friend Fallon like I think I do he's about to produce some very dope yes I said dope t-shirts and I'm looking forward to buying some myself so check them out back to the Hawks game though like I said frustrating game for Hawks fans basketball fans might have enjoyed it a little bit more if you uh, aren't biased towards the Wizards or the Hawks, especially the Hawks. I tell you what, man, the Wizards are fantastic at cutting off the Hawks' momentum and creating a little bit of their own momentum. They're great at exploiting our lack of transition D. That's the biggest thing right off the bat. Uh, Of course, the Hawks had 11 turnovers tonight, which is about the average for them this series. The Wizards only had six. Another big problem we had uh, was fouls. Limiting our own fouls and drawing more from the Wizards' free throws. Back to that old, that old favorite complaint. 14 for 21 from the line tonight. Let's see, um, 103 to 99. That's that's four points, and you miss seven free throws. So you guys do the math. I'm not a math major. I was not a math major. Another big complaint I have is Marsheen, Martian. Martian. Marcin, whatever, however you say it, Martian Gortat, and the illegal screens. Like, you've got to be kidding me. I tweeted at the end of the game, has anyone actually been keeping count? And Bob Rathburn, God bless him, responded, unsolicited response to my tweet. And he said, and I quote, 124 through five games. And I couldn't help but laugh at that. But then I stopped and thought about it with... Was Bob actually counting? That could actually be a real number. I don't even know. So on Friday at Phillips Arena, I suggest you get tickets if you don't have them yet. I'll be there for sure because I am going to light up Marcin Gortat. Another quick thing I noticed from our Hawks tonight was a lot of hesitation when they were shooting. Mike Dunleavy Jr., Torian Prince, Tim Hardaway Jr., Mike Muscala, just to name a few. Dennis a couple times. These guys were hesitating when they were get the ball and their defenders would be a half a step or a full step behind them trying to chase them off the line, and they would hesitate and give the ball up. And a lot of times that leads to turnovers or worse shot selection where they're missing shots. Especially Tim Hardaway Jr. and Torian Prince. You guys need to... I'm saying you guys. Like, they're listening to this. They're probably not listening to this. They need to... Fire away, really, especially Tim Hardaway Jr. Because it took him a little while to get going tonight, but he did end up getting there in the long run. Tim finished 15 points. He was 3 for 10 from 3 with 2 rebounds, but he did finish with 15 points. He was getting to the basket a lot, and he had a couple big threes, especially those back-to-back threes that helped cut the lead from 11 at one point during the game. Torian Prince, 10 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. I read this courtesy of Hawks PR. Torian Prince is the first NBA rookie to start his first five playoff games and score more than 10 points since Tony Parker. If that doesn't say future superstar, I don't know what does. Torian Prince has been awesome this series. He's got a few kinks to work out, but he's a rookie starting in the playoffs. So next year, year after next, I'm liking our chances with Torian Prince. Dennis Schroeder... Give the young kid the keys, right? 29 points, 11 assists. That's not very good. Oh, wait, that's freaking awesome. Paul Millsap, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Once again, uh, had Markeith Morris under control. I believe he had 5 fouls tonight. Might have to double-check my statistic research on that one. Dwight Howard, the man with the massive double-double on Monday night. The Wizards found a way to contain him and that was mostly by getting him into foul trouble. He finished with five personal fouls along with five points, 10 rebounds, a steal, and a block. I couldn't even tell you how many times I saw guys like Dennis, guys like Bazemore, guys like Millsap looking for Dwight in the post, and there was just nothing there, and it threw off the whole offense, which is kind of frustrating because it kind of negates the classic Budenholzer Hawks basketball. But if it's not broken, why are you going to try to fix it? Tonight it was broken a little bit, and I'm talking about trying to incorporate Dwight Howard because they really did, the Wizards, did a great job of shutting him down, and it pains me to say it. And that brings me to the Hawks' bench, and we're going to kick it off with Kent Bazemore, my favorite Hawk, man, and he was not in it tonight he had six points he was three for 12 from the field oh for five from three with two rebounds and two steals this is the one guy who did not hesitate to throw up shots and he was just short every time including his favorite classic corner three he missed at least once maybe twice but I'm hoping that uh Friday night Kim Bazemore comes out swinging and comes out hitting as well can't just swing you gotta actually connect with that right hook you know what I mean Jose Calderon didn't quite have the game that he had the other night. Two points, two rebounds, and an assist. Mike Mescala was two for two from the field with four points and two rebounds. Moose was a guy that was getting banged around a lot tonight by guys like Gortat. And Ursan uh, Ilyasova, I noticed, was wearing that sleeve on his calf, and I'm assuming that has something to do with the, uh, the calf injury listed in Game 4, thanks to Brad Rowland from Peachtree Hoops, and locked on Hawks for pointing that out to me tonight on Twitter because he looked a, a half step slow in the last couple games. And I'm guessing that's why. I don't know how I managed to overlook that injury report before game four. Nevertheless, it happened. Mike Dunleavy Jr. finished with five points and a rebound. Mike Dunleavy Jr., man, I really like Mike Dunleavy. Right off the top of my head, I can think of a couple things. And I don't know that this is necessarily his fault, but it really seems like. They're trying to force him to be the new Kyle Corver coming off the bench. Coming off the screens, the catch and release threes, and that's not really seeming to be working for him. I mean, he's got a great shot, he's got a great stroke, and when he's open, he can hit it. Or when he's stationary, he can hit it. He doesn't seem to be very good at coming off a screen, catching, and shooting. Our bench really uh, needs to find a way to step up on Friday night. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen because they they did play a pretty decent game. It was frustrating to watch as a Hawks fan. At the end of the day, you look at the final score, the Hawks only lost by four. It feels like they lost by so much more, but that's actually not the case. It just goes to show you how good at Washington is, especially in terms of breaking up our momentum, and they obviously had figured out our game plan for tonight, And uh, they took care of business at home. So, having said that, we have no choice now but to go into Phillips Arena on Friday, 7.30, tip-off time, and bring the building to the ground. That's how loud we need to be on Friday because I've heard Tim Hardaway Jr. say it. I've heard Ken Bazemore say it. I've heard Dennis Schroeder say it. I've heard half of the team say it. When the Hawks fans show up, There are no better fans in the NBA, and that really helps them get the job done. So that's our goal for Friday. Now, Game 7, if and when we win Game 6, will be on Sunday. I don't know what time that is. That's TBD as of right now. But Game 7, we have to win one on the road. They have to figure it out, and I think they will. I believe that they will because they've gotten closer and closer every time, and they just need one win in Washington. And it looks like that's going to come up to Game 7. One question I have for Coach Bud. Tabo Cephalosha, what did he do? Why is he in the doghouse? Eight minutes in the series, and that's generously rounding up because he played like 6.7 seconds to end the first half tonight. I'm still not sure why you're not playing your best defender. I mean, if there's an injury, like, just give me something. So having said all of that, what's going to put us over the top for Friday and potentially Sunday? You definitely need more bench production. Game four, we had seven players producing in the double digits. Tonight, we had four. No one on the bench produced double digits. So we need more guys producing, especially off the bench. They need to limit their turnovers. They need to erase the hesitation. When you have the shot, even if a defender is a half a step Behind you, go for it. Because so many of those hesitated shots tonight were good shots, especially depending on who the player was. And the final thing is free throws. I don't understand why they're shooting sixty percent from the free throw line. That's, to me, that's unacceptable for any NBA team, especially my Hawks. Maybe I'm being a harsh critic. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure anybody that's listening to this and is a basketball fan knows that that's pretty terrible for an NBA team. So this Friday show up 7:30 tip time. Be there at seven o'clock if you can. because I noticed one thing tonight, the Washington Wizard fans granted it was a six o'clock tip tonight, but the Washington Wizard fans were running a little bit late and the Hawks got off to a really great start because of that. So 7:30 tip time. be there, be loud, make signs. Bring air horns. I don't know if they'll actually let you bring those in, but bring them anyway. Come hang out in Section 312 if you get a chance. Come say, hey, it won't be the last game of the playoffs. I know that for sure. But just in case it is, we have to go out fighting hard, Hawks fans. And of course, as always, thank you so much for sharing, reviewing, subscribing, rating, anything and everything that you have done over the last few months to help this podcast reach the masses. I appreciate it, as always. You can follow us on Twitter, at ATLMembersOnly, my personal Twitter, at Burnside, B-Y-R-N-S-I-D-E. And once again, I've said this eight times, I think, in this episode. As always, let's go Hawks.